How you doing, family? It's your girl. You know what time it is. It's time to have a fire episode with the radical redhead, Cole Phillips, here on No Ordinary Church Girl, Candid Conversations on Love, Pain, and Everything in Between. Knock Nation was going down. How you doing, family? Gotta admit, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little TO'd. I'm a little angry today. Just a little. And I'm a share why I'm angry. Honestly, I'm really not angry. I just felt like it was a great segue today. Don't be, don't be sad. I'm not going to do any news. You absolutely cannot use. It's okay. Don't be sad. It's okay. Um, (laughs) then honestly, because this is a heavy topic that I feel is something that uh, we should spend some time in. And so I I really don't want to take away from it today. I want to jump right into it. Um, this time I do have a scripture that I really want you to be able to take in, meditate on, um, look at in different translations. You know how I am with that. And then we're going to build. Um, a wise man told me when in my teenage years, and his name is Felton Lewis. Shout out to FL. Um, if you're listening, appreciate you, bro. He, um, good friend of my mom's uh, for several years. And when I was coming up in my teenage years, wasn't an avid reader of my Bible, to be honest. I didn't. Um, I went to church regularly, but I didn't really read my Bible outside of church. I just went to church. I read the Bible as whatever scripture that was being talked about, listened to the sermon, and then went on about the the days, like many people do probably. Well, as I got older, um, the sermons became less attractive and me reading and, 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 and getting my own revelation became more attractive. And so I remember him telling me that Proverbs was a great book to read in terms of how to navigate through life. And I never let that go. And so for the young people who are listening right now, if I were to encourage you on how to, or where to start in reading your Bible, I would say start with Proverbs. Proverbs Proverbs is a great book that really just gives you such wisdom. And it comes from Solomon, who was the king with David's son and who was the wisest man to walk the earth. And he asked for wisdom. And this is a great example of that coming from Proverbs. So if I were to suggest any where to start as a a new Bible reader, start in Proverbs. Um, The scripture in particular I'm going to read to you is from the New International Version. It's Proverbs 16, 32. Proverbs, the 16th chapter, 32, uh, 32nd verse. And it reads, better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. So let's talk through that. Some of you suffer from anger issues. And guess what? I'm one of them. Let me go down the list, if you will, of the possibilities that you may suffer from managing your anger improperly. If you grew up in an abusive household, you probably got some anger issues. If you grew up in an abusive um, relationship with your mother or father, you have some anger issues. If you had an abusive relationship for an extended period of time, you have some anger issues. If you have some issues when it comes to um, your confidence, your self-esteem, or when you feel attacked, you immediately go into a fit of rage or you have to go to a violent level. You have some anger issues. If you have to resolve Uh, any type of conflict or any type of disagreement, it ends up in you laying hands or wanting to lay hands on someone. You have anger issues. I think I can probably go on and on and on. If you've been raped, you, and and you haven't been able to deal with it, guess what? You probably have some pent up anger issues. And why? Because something was taken from you and you had no control. So there's so many different ways we can look at how to manage anger. And the root of the anger is unresolved pain, unresolved pain. Usually when we're angry, when we get into a fit of rage, when we get mad, there is unresolved pain. There is a wound that exists that hasn't healed. 
And so in this scripture where it says better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city, it takes a lot to control anger. I want you to think about when you are angry and when you're walking out um, a moment of conflict and you're trying to control the situation, you're not trying to respond in a way that could be very damaging to that relationship, how exhausted you are when you're done, how you feel when it's over, right? You want to lay down or you're just, you just need a minute. You're mentally drained because it takes so much to control rage, control anger. So what do you do about it? How do you, how do you manage that? Well, patience goes in in line with anger. And how does that work? Patience is the ability to have self-control, to be able to endure. But if you have toxic people in your life, if you have things that you're doing to yourself that is causing you to be in a state of anger, in a state of, uh, I would say, restraint, and you feel like you're always restraining yourself from something, then you got to identify your environment. So it starts there. You got to look at your environment. What's in your environment? What are you allowing in your space? When you look at your home, do you have people in your home that constantly bring up who you were, who you used to be? Do you have people around you that constantly bring things to you that cause, you know, anxiety, that cause worry, that cause stress? Because all of that is a festering that eventually erupts into the space of anger. But even with people, sometimes it's just you. Sometimes it's just dealing with you. I had a recent situation um, with a very dear family member, very, very close to me. They blew up on social media at me. Now, to know me is to know that I don't live my life out loud on social media from the standpoint of if I have a conflict with someone, I do not Uh, address that on social media. I address that with them. And like I said, this is a very, very dear family member. They're very close to me. And they literally blew up on Facebook and started going off. And I, at first I didn't recognize it as such. I thought that it was, um, you know, a joke because they're known to be jokers, jokesters like that. So at first I thought they were being a little silly and I'm like, man, get out of here with that. And I kind of just entertained it a little bit, but then I began to notice the tone and I said, wait a minute. No, they're actually attacking me and they're attacking me publicly. Like people are getting a show, right? Cause let's just be real. People get entertained by this foolery. So people are getting entertained because they've never seen Cole Phillips get attacked, number one, on social social media. Like that's not, that don't happen with me. And I'm not, that's not anything to be boastful about. It's just, I don't invite it into my life. So therefore it's not there. So to see that, it's like, oh, hey, what's going on with Cole Phillips? What happened? Like, what's up with this person? Right. I'm sure it was very entertaining. I deleted it off my page once I recognized what was happening. And then they sent a sidebar message. In, in my inbox and was like, I said what I said and I meant what I said and threw the middle finger emoji at me. And I was like, wow, like what's really going on here? Now, my my immediate response could have been, all right, yeah, I'm about to I'm about to read you and I'm going to read you well. And I'm about to rip you a new one. I'm going to hurt you in ways that I know I can because of our relationship. I can really tear you down. That would be from an angry space. And so if we go back to the scripture, better a patient person than a warrior, I could have went into war, right? Because I was attacked, right? When you think of war, somebody attacks you, then the time is to strategize and attack back. That's the, that's the go-to. That's, that's the flesh, the human response. For me, 
my first response, because of my love for them, because of my care for them, because of who they are to me, my first response was, well, we got to check the situation, right? So this is where patience comes in. I took a hit, but I first had to look at why did I take this hit? Is this hit really intended for me? It takes a lot of maturity to do that. Because the immature person is just going to immediately respond. And yeah, I said immature because it does take maturity to be able to take a hit, take a look at the hit and say, was this hit warranted? Truly. Now, does anybody warrant being slapped and stabbed? And, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm speaking literally, but no, nobody warrants that. But did I do something to provoke you in an area that's sensitive to you? Did I do something that I want you to think of a wound once again? If you had a wound and I poked, I poked at that wound and I began to play with that wound, you're going to like respond. You're going to slap and you're going to do something like that hurts. Stop. Right. So the question is, did I do something to provoke them to respond in such a rash manner? Something that's not normal for us, for our relationship. And once I looked at the hit and I seen everything that transpired, when I really looked at patience had to come in patience, I had to really sit back and wait and look. Once I looked at the situation and seen what was going on, I recognized this had nothing to do with me. I was an innocent victim. I was an innocent bystander, if you will. I had received something that was triggered by something I did, but it wasn't triggered in the sense of, um, uh, it wasn't triggered in the sense of I intentionally did it to hurt them. I was just sharing a joyful moment. But because of that joyful moment, something in that joyful moment triggered some pain for them and they responded in a rash way. Is it right? No, I'm not saying that. But again, if I go back to the scripture, better a person that is uh, better, a patient person than a warrior. I didn't go into warrior mode. And trust me, I can. I know how I, I have a mouthpiece that I can rip you down without touching you. I know this about myself. OK, that's why I have the podcast. <laughs> but in all honesty and all jokes aside, I knew this person was hurting. Okay, and this is what God does to us every single day. He he addresses where we've been wounded, where we've been hurt and does his absolute best to reveal to us how to heal, how to help us move past that. And he's a very patient God. That's what I love about God is that he's patient with us as we walk through our pain. This person's in pain and they've been in pain for quite some time and they were triggered. And quite frankly, I know and pride I tried to have a conversation with them about it and pride will not allow them to see the error of their ways because they feel justified. So what do you do when someone like with someone like that, you love them through it. You love them through it, through patience. You love them through it by acknowledging the wrong, right? Correction and not through criticism. You correct them and saying, Hey, look, I don't know if you see this, but you hurt me and you hurt me and it wasn't just like I didn't do anything to deserve that. And I hope whatever's hurting you that you find healing. That takes maturity, guys. That's how you diffuse an angry moment. And sometimes it takes you being able to step away so you don't respond in an angry space. It takes time. And some of us are not patient enough. Again, Better a patient person than a warrior. Some of us are not patient enough and don't have the self-control to take the time to sit back and say, all right, I got to address this, but how can I address this in a peaceful manner? How can I address this where I'm not shooting pain for pain? You hurt me, so now I'm going to hurt you. Because all that does is keep anger going. That keeps rage going. That keeps exactly what the enemy wants you to do, which is keeping division, chaos, and destroying a valuable relationship. 
So what do you do? You have self-control. You take the time, number one, to address where you were wrong, if there was any wrong, in whatever you're dealing with in that angry space. In In my case, I had to really take a step back and look at, did I do anything? Let me start with me. So always start with you when you're dealing with conflict or any type of angry moment. Start with you. What did you do? Did you do anything? Okay, if you didn't, then now look look through the lens of their eyes. Do your best to see, okay, so what are they battling so that you can address it in a peaceful manner? Because if you can't address it in a peaceful manner, then you don't need to talk. That's where self-control comes in. That's where patience and time has to, has to align because you do not want to trade pain for pain. That is not how you handle anger, angry issues or anger management if that's something that you battle with. You got to allow patience and time and self-control to do its work. And sometimes that means separating yourself from that space, separating yourself from that situation, that person, whatever it is. You got to be able to have the self-control to acknowledge you need to step away. And when you do that, and when you give yourself that time, then you can go back and address it in a peaceful manner, which is the back half of the scripture, which says self-control Um, A person that has self-control is the one who can really move in a manner that is is peace. So again, Proverbs 16, 32, better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. Because self-control trumps everything. You want to learn how to handle your anger? Learn how to have self-control of yourself. (laughs) It's it's in the word, right? Self-control. Self-control. Have self-control. How do you have self-control? You identify the pain, you work through the source, and then you handle it in a peaceful manner. If you can put those simple things into practice, and it's simple, but it's still hard because when you're in the heat of it, your emotions are high. You want to respond. You want to react. You want to just get it out. That's your body. That's, that's just natural. You want to get out the frustration some kind of way. Go work out. <laughs> Work out, take a walk, you know, listen to some soothing music or even listen to music that just kind of like, you know, helps you to just get the adrenaline out. Right. But don't do anything with it because pain for pain just continues to bring more pain. But when you take in a painful moment, you take the time to address it, find the source of it and look to handle it peacefully. You can continue to receive peace. And that's what we all need right now. And that's what we all should be striving for. And so family. When you think about your life right now and the things that are maybe hurting you, whether it's loss of finances, whether it's chaos in your home, whether it's your, your job is stressful, there's a lot that's happening to a lot of people that's not so great. And it's causing a lot of pent up uh, anger and frustration and, and all these things begin to come out in all the wrong ways. Get control. Get control first. Identify what's causing you the pain, the root source. And then begin to work through it peacefully. Find the resources, whether it's someone that you can confide in and talk to, if it's a therapist, right? Some of us really need therapy to be able to work through some of the issues that we've had in life. Go to therapy. There is nothing wrong with therapy. For all of my super Christians, and I'm teasing you, but I'm not teasing you, kind of. That's not the point. Super Christians. I'm just going to say it again. My super Christians are the ones who say, I just pray about everything. I just pray. Mm Mm-hmm. When you pray, guess what? There's positioning in that. You pray and God gives you an answer. That means, okay, now it's time to make some moves. <laughs> it's time to like press play and the pray, right? You pray, plus press play. That means you move. So pray and then do something. Faith without works is dead. That means you need to pray and then do something. That means if you need help, get help. That means if you need to talk about something, talk about it in a peaceful place. And if you can't, 
Don't open your mouth because all you're spewing out is more pain. Do the work. Self-control is about doing the work within. And so family, I just want to encourage you today to really address what is affecting you today. We're in a very trying time in our world. And it's so important that you begin to do the work. You begin to self uh, internalize what is really happening within. And when, when you do that, you will find that you'll have more peace than you have more pain. You'll have more peace than persecution. You'll have more peace than the pressures that you're dealing with with life. They're not going to go away because that's just life, but you'll find a better way of maneuvering through it. And so I hope that this word has encouraged you, encouraged you and I hope that you are finding a way to maneuver through these times in a peaceful way uh, that you, you remain prayerful and that you do become more avid about opening up your word and finding the principles that will help you walk out the trying times that you're facing in your life right now. So family, you know what we do and I'm gonna keep saying it because I love it when you do it. Let's continue the dialogue. Let's continue to grow in God together. You know how to find me at uh, No Ordinary Church Girl, Facebook and Instagram. I love to see your comments. I love to uh, hear from you so we can continue the conversation. And as I always say, and I always will, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. Love you much.